Okay, let's talk to our next guest. And we're going to talk gymnastics and a little bit out of my comfort zone. Whenever I talk to these artistic gymnasts, uh, when I look at what they do, and I just think I, I, I don't know how it is physically possible to be able to get a their bodies to to move and twist and thing and 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 shape around in the air like that but then to be able to do that day in and day out is amazing so let's talk to one artistic gymnast her name is Piwe Nleko joins us now Piwe thanks very much for joining us hi thank you so much for having me how is gymnastics treating you through these times at the moment um it's been especially after COVID, but it's been really great to get back into the gym and start working again, start going to competitions again. So, yeah, it's really great to be back. Uh, I was doing a search for you, and your Instagram is followed by 319 people, but it's private, so I couldn't see any of the pictures there. So tell me, what is artistic gymnastics? Well, artistic gymnastics is basically based on four apparatus, which is the balance mm -hmm. beam, the uneven bars, the floor, and the vault. So on each app, it's kind of testing different elements of, you know, running, jumping, as well as incorporating arts such as like dancing, jumps, leaps, and turns. Okay, so when we watch the Olympic Games and we see those fantastic athletes doing their things on that, that's what you do? Yes, that is correct. Okay, how did that be? How do you? St <laughs> I've, I've asked this question before. How does one start the uneven bars or, or trying to get onto the balance beam? It just seems ridiculously difficult. How does it begin? Um, well, usually gymnastics starts with something called monkey gymnastics, which is almost like just, just walking up and down on a beam or just hanging on a bar at first just to get the feel for it. And, you know, the more you do it, the more used, used to it you get. And it becomes more fun and more challenging as well. All right. So step by step by step until eventually you can swing from one bar to another bar without falling on your face. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I imagine there's lots of times of you falling on your face. Yes, definitely. I don't think that's <laughs> something that ever goes away. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the fear of falling on your face that keeps you holding on. Exactly. What sort of time? All right, let's let's start at the beginning, Pirinteko. So you started this monkey gymnastics. When did you realize that this gymnastics thing is a real thing? Well, I looked up to a lot of gymnasts um, as I was starting out, and Gabby Douglas was one of the few who just really inspired me. And when I saw her at the Olympics in 2012, I just really thought to myself that wow, I really I want to be there. I want to do what mm. she's doing. So I started to kind of work towards that bit by bit, developing more skills, you know, planning towards a specific goal. And that's kind of when I realized that this is really what I want to do. Uh, you said in the article I've read that you can never rest in your laurels. There's always something you can improve on, even at your levels. Is there something that you can make better every single day? Yes, definitely. I don't believe that perfection can really ever be reached. There's always oh. something where you can work on or improve on. So, yeah. When you see, uh, I forget their names now, uh, when those, those ladies that get 10 out of 10 at the Olympic Games gymnastics, when you look at them, do you see, well, yeah, they could have done something a little bit better? Um, well, it seems a bit hard to say that because <laughs> they're really competing at such high a level. You know, and they're yeah. really, you know, some of the best at what they do. But I'm sure even on the day, 
them to themselves, uh, although they're proud of themselves, I'm sure they're always thinking like, oh, I could have done that better. <laughs> I could have done this better. <laughs> so uh, I just found the name. I was Googling it now. Nadia, Nadia Comaneci. Uh, getting a, a perfect 10 in Montreal in 1976. She's saying that if she looked back at her performance, she'd go, man, that toe is wrong. Yeah, most probably. I mean, gymnasts <laughs> are perfectionists, so yeah. it's kind of built into us to constantly, you know, reassess, look back and see what went wrong, where we could have improved. So I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay so um it's 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 just this non-stop work that you have to do so take us through a day if you don't mind of of what it takes to be a gymnast not a problem i don't mind at all so on a monday we'll just use monday for an example we train from 7 to 11 in the morning and that would be our more rigorous session where we do skill development and working on awful apparatus as well as our conditioning sessions. And then we go home, we do some schoolwork, whatever we can fit in on the day. And then we are back in the gym at four mm. until half past six, working on more sort of like basics and just the neatness aspect of gymnastics. What did you say? The neatness aspect? Yes. Okay. What's the neatness aspect of gymnastics? Um, so that's more like the pointed toes, the straight legs, uh, getting everything in a perfect handstand, straight lines, all those things. Okay. It's, it's the pretty side of it. Yes, exactly. Okay. What is, there's obviously a balance. When I, when I look at the men gymnasts, and maybe it's just the, because of the apparatus that they use, they're, they're very strong. Upper bodies are ridiculously strong in the men because of the, the yeah. rings, I guess. Is that the same for women? You guys just look so much smaller than the men. Is strength very, very important with what you do? It is very important. I think it sort of differs from, you know, woman to woman, the like body mm -hmm. shape, but strength is a vital part of gymnastics. If you can't, if you're not strong enough, you're not going to be able to hold onto the bars. You're not going to be able to land safely. So mm. it is definitely something that we spend a lot of time on. Yes. Yeah. Is it gym or is it just from doing the, 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 your apparatus or apparatuses, apparati so many times? <laughs> um, it's a combination of both because right. you definitely need basic strength. So like weight training and a lot of um, cardio, but you also need to be strong in what you're doing. So practicing different skills will also build the strength that you would need for gymnastics. Yeah. Just over and over and over again, I guess. Exactly. Repetition, repetition. All right. Now, tell us about Slovenia. What did you do there? Um, I haven't gone yet. We oh, will going. be leaving on the 12th of June, yes. The competition is mm -hmm. on the 16th. What are you doing? I will be competing vault and floor at the World Challenge Cup. On that, before we go into the details, how difficult when 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 we watch Simone Biles, for example, maybe not this last Olympics, but other Olympics, when they do all four apparatus, the 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 all round competition, just how difficult is that? It's very tough because you definitely want to do well on every single one of the apparatus, so you have to kind of think of each one individually. So there's a lot of pressure in that. 
But I think it's also really enjoyable because it's a way to show your versatility and your talent on each one of the apparatus as well. Okay. So it's, it's to be able to be all round like that is something special just to be able to compete. Yeah, no, it definitely is. Okay. And you're doing two. Remind me what you're doing again. Yes, I'm doing vault and floor. Vault and floor. Okay, so you're not doing the spinny, spinny ones yet? Um, no. <laughs> What's an un- uneven bars? Yeah. <laughs> that, that from now on is going to be called the spinny, spinny one. Okay. Go to your coach. Go to your coach. Say, John says it's the spinny, spinny one. That's the correct name. Vault and floor. Vault's the one where you could land in your head. And talk, talk us through the floor. How does that work? Um, the choreography for that, you and the coach work together, you versus the coach. What's the what's the story there? Well, usually um, with our choreography, we get it done by a certain choreographer who has mm-hmm. either done gymnastics or is familiar with gymnastics because it's more of a complement to the tumbling and the leaps and the turns that we have to incorporate as well mm. in the floor routine. So it can't. It still needs to be present and you need to be able to show it off, but it's not something that should take the spotlight away from the tumbling and the actual gymnastics aspect. Uh, I was, I, I'm trying to, I, again, I'm going to have to Google a name because I'm not, not fantastic. Um, who, there's the one American gymnast who, who's very flashy and, and, and does these great dance moves. She does the one where she sort of lands straight onto a bum from a split or something. Is, is that what you mean? It, it's, it's almost distracting from the tumbles. Um, I think you might be referring to Caitlin Ohashi. Caitlin Ohashi, yes. Oh, yes. Um, that's a little bit different because what she does is college gymnastics. So it's not entirely at the same level as like elite gymnastics, which mm-hmm. is what you see more at the Olympics. In college gymnastics, it's a bit more fun. So you can kind of okay. have more of that freedom to, you know, dance and express yourself in that way on the floor because there's not that much attention to the sort of tumbling elements. Okay, so it's, it's yeah, a little bit more fun, have enjoyment, uh, have a jaw with it, and then that'll come later. Yes, exactly. Okay. Which, which would you rather do? Um, I think elite for, for mm. when I'm starting out because it's definitely... I wouldn't really say it's more difficult because college gymnastics also incorporates very high difficulty of skill. But elite is definitely something that I think all um, gymnasts dream of doing and achieving Mm. because it's just a really huge accomplishment. So that would probably be my first goal, but I definitely wouldn't mind doing college once I'm done. (laughs) And and when you see those crowds supporting her, it just looks so fantastic. Like like it really is a, a great experience to not only be there, but for her to be there as well. Yeah, it's a really great community. So mm. uh, there are. I mean, I, I can't talk about gymnastics without some of the the bad things that we're seeing. There's the forcing to be trained through injuries. There's the there's the sex sexual side of it that we're getting from coaches as well. Have you been lucky to avoid all of that drama in in gymnastics in South Africa? Yes, thankfully it's it's not as bad as it is as in other countries. Um, I'm mm. very grateful for that. 
Uh, all of my coaches are really understanding most of the time when it comes to injuries and, you know, all of those things because it's really vital if you want to have a long career to stay healthy mm. and to stay safe. So I'm glad uh, my coaches really um, believe that quite strongly. A person ahead of the sport, as it were. Okay. Uh, all right. Let's go back to Slovenia. When is that? What are you hoping to get out of that? Uh, the competition is on the 16th of June. And I just mm -hmm. really hope to do well on both apparatus that I will be competing on um, to make up finals and hopefully come home with the medal. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and Commonwealth Games and Olympic Games aspirations? Yes, definitely. Um, Olympic Games would be the main goal, the one in 2024, and Commonwealth Games is a very good step in that direction. So I really, truly hope to see myself there one day. Okay, so you're not doing Commonwealth this year? No, not this year. Okay, always next year. I mean, not next year, four years' time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What, do you work? Obviously, you're off to a, you know, an international competition now. Do, would you work in four-year cycles, or is gymnastics just this non-stop slog of, of, of competition after competition, and the Olympics are like the creme de la creme of that? Yes. There really isn't sort of a break in gymnastics, so we don't really have um, like seasons as it is mm. in other sports. Because you really do have to constantly um, stay in shape in order to, you know, be ready for big competitions such as the Olympics. And in order to sort of qualify for them, you also have to go through other, you know, different competitions. Not just mm. to be able to compete there, but also for necessary experience. Uh, I was, I was going to ask you one more question. Um, yeah, I can't remember what it was. Is is it, gymnastics, as you were saying earlier, it's it's your it's your job. It's what you want to be when you grow when you grow old. Is is there some sort of backup that you're working on as well? Um, yes, school is very important to me, so I really do my best to try to balance both gymnastics and school because mm. I do want to go to university um, and you know study and hopefully become an architect one day. So I definitely <laughs> try to <laughs> keep the balance. And hopefully you've got a whole lot of candles because you're going to be burning all of them on both ends if you're going to do, what's it, architecture and gymnastics? Yes, that's correct. <laughs> well, good luck to you. Piwe, it's been great chatting to you. Good luck when you go off overseas and represent South Africa and yourself. And, and hopefully we'll see you in with plenty medals when you come back. Thank you very much. It was so nice to Piwe talk to you. Pewen Tleko, artistic gymnast, as you heard. She's off to Slovenia to represent South Africa internationally. Good luck to her. Sure, scary stuff.